Welcome everyone to the TZR Podcast, episode 48. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Justin Chow. Hey! Ben Rickaby! Hi! And Alex Shock. Yo! Nice. <laughs> I kind of gave up yeah. on everybody doing catchphrases. Like, they only I, happen uh, half yeah. the time. Okay. I was thinking about that 10 minutes ago, and I was so, like, you know what? I'm not doing it. So, you know what snuck up on us really quickly? What's that? Uh, the 50th podcast is in two podcasts. I know. We're going to have to plan something really <laughs> cool. So, any of oh, our shit. listeners should yeah. definitely be subscribed to us on Google Music, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your podcasting preferences are, so you can find out what awesome, cool thing we're going to do for episode 50, which we've totally got planned out already. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually pretty cool. So we just got a, uh, a new truck, um, a new Chevy Tahoe, and they have this thing called Android Auto. Have you ever heard of that? No. So nope. in the truck, they have uh, like a, you know, a screen and everything's touchscreen now and it's all like crazy technology, but you literally just plug in your phone via USB port into the truck and my phone layout like kind of sort of pops up in a very easy to use like way on the dash and in google music which is one of the apps that you can use with the truck just ask hey google uh, hey google could you hey google hey google could you uh could you put on the tzr podcast and it's like sure and then it pops that up and a big tzr logo pops up on the uh on the front dash and it just starts playing scurbos awesome voice. that's so cool i dig <laughs> that it's pretty cool i think tesla has something now. like that but i guess they're rolling out to all the other brands too I mean, isn't that entire car just a giant yeah, I think smartphone? You, <laughs> I yeah, think basically. in Tesla's, you like put your phone down and it just absorbs into the. Like, it like makes it like makes it into energy and then just like absorbs it. All. <laughs> it just, <laughs> right, it assimilates. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, guys, it is Wednesday, October fifth, at about eight p.m. All of our listeners know that we publish our podcast every week at ten p.m. Uh, like I said, be sure to subscribe on all of our awesome platforms where you can find us. And this week, we only really have two major topics. We're going to be talking about uh, PSVR review copies, and we're going to be talking about this new uh, Live with YouTube gaming show that uh, I'm not really sure how to feel about yet. But before we get started, I want to know what you guys are playing. What do you got going on? Uh, (laughs) um, So I'll start. Uh, as, As usual, I have the Rocket League going, but Chow and I have started up a new game uh based on some old high school nostalgia we picked super up super old oh yeah. super super old we we used to be big into uh like the maple stories you know the jrpgs the online like jrpg mmos oh yeah right you are correct uh so we picked up this game tree is a tree of savior or tree of yeah. the savior no it's tree of savior it's basically the they call it the spiritual successor of ragnarok online like because ragnarok online was my first ever mmo that i've ever played and i was like holy shit you could play with more than four players at the same time that's crazy yeah that was and a great game it was ridiculous i mean and also for the fact that i absolutely fucking love final fantasy tactics i saw this game and i was just like oh it looks like final fantasy tactics except for you just click around and it's like diablo style diablo 2 style and i was like this is awesome and it's anime right and so i fell in love with it immediately right and uh, sucked. But anyway alex this is yours. no yeah no i mean sorry, it, sorry it's an mmos and we're playing together so i think we should handle it together yeah um but you know if you check out this game uh you you'll pop over to steam and you'll see it's about like a 50 50 positive negative thing um which gave me a little bit of pause when justin suggested it but it's it is actually a lot of fun and like justin was telling me even the negatives give it some upside 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure really what the negatives are actually because it is actually it's a pretty solid game. I mean, there's all around. Some, there's some like glitch. It's a free anime MMORPG, so you figure it's gonna be a little like finicky. Like if you've ever played any of those like other ones like Aura Kingdom or uh, Feist Feast Fiesta or some shit or uh, <laughs> Fliff. I'm not sure if you remember any of those games. Oh, but... Fliff. Oh, yeah, remember wow. that? It's just God. like it's like the you know I don't want to call it garbage but it's like the junk food of video games you <laughs> now, know now this isn't just just for me and the rest of the listeners this isn't a new game this is like pretty no, old this came out like last march it relatively new yeah because like, like I, I remember seeing something about this on i don't know kotaku or something oh, really? like a, but a, a while ago that's why like when I, I saw that you guys were playing it on steam and i was like yeah. why does this look familiar and march, yeah. i looked up a picture and i was like oh that's that maple story game uh, a lot of these games, a lot of these kind of Korean MMOs, Japanese MMOs, they kind of come and go. You know, a lot of them are sort of the same thing. Uh, but this one, this one is pretty cool. Like the animation, the the battle system is really satisfying. Ridiculously uh, satisfying. I don't know why. It's just streamlined enough. But it's kind of like the cool thing about those games is it's not very streamlined a lot of the time. Like you really have to go to a specific town to get your ability, like to join your guild or do your class structure. And you make your character really customized. We were talking and, about uh, that before, no, Skirbo, I think, yeah. at one point. Like, the job enhancements and progress of a character is, like, probably one of the, like, most, like, sticking points in an, like, MMO. And I hate the fact when you, like, create a character, you create a character with a class in mind, and then you're just that class forever. You just go down a class tree. But in some other ones, especially, like, for instance, like, Bravely Default. You get classes, and then you get to beat those classes, and like you get to advance those classes in different mm-hmm. ways, and like learn from each class, and then essentially create yep. your own character. And Maple Story made you earn it; like you had to find your town first step. Yeah, that's now, cool. Now, how far along are you guys? Because like my only hang-up, because I haven't had too much experience with like you know these kind of completely one hundred percent free MMOs. Like, my only uh, experience with it was, like, Blade and Soul, which Blade and Soul was awesome for a little while, but, like, it right. was very dry on content once you passed, like, 20 hours-ish, um, mm. unless you were really invested in PvP. So, like, where where exactly are you guys in it? So, um, I mean, my Steam library says that I've played for 25 hours, and that 25 hours has netted me a level 50 somewhat character. Level 50, mind you, in a max cap of 280. Yeah, it's and not super far. You level okay. pre- you level pretty quick, yeah. You you do you do, but don't get me wrong. Like the game even like acknowledges it that you are going to be grinding. Like RO back then was just a grinding MMO. Like that's what it was. And so this game, even though it has a lot of quests to do, and it's actually quite interesting and fun. I mean, I don't pay attention to anything any of the NPCs are talking about, but that doesn't even matter. I'm just playing the game and like enjoying the combat so much that grinding doesn't even feel like grinding, which is okay to me. And we are playing with a bunch of people, too. We are. Just like we're jumping out by ourselves, which would be a different experience. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We have, like, Um, what, maybe seven or eight different people that we're playing with right now. And uh, it makes the game a lot more different. Like, everybody's like, oh, what are you going to be? Okay, I'll be the Lancer. Oh, I'll be the tank. Or I'll be the the healer. Yeah. And then we mix and match our party. We're just about to get to the point where we can get to, like, like an actual dungeon or whatever you want to call it, like a raid. Um, And so we're all getting, like, pretty pumped for that. Because I figure... At that point, if it doesn't yeah. sell us on the game, like long term, we're probably not going to playing for very much longer. You know? Yeah. I think one of the weirdest parts to me is that you don't see microtransactions anywhere. Like I haven't even come across it really. Oh, I did. 
Um, I, I like it's just not apparent. I, I like I haven't seen it yet. I've played what 10, 15 hours already. Um, yeah, they keep it very like it's not really hidden necessarily. It's in the main towns, but like you have to find it. it's an NPC that you talk to, but it's not even like a like a quick you know uh, what you call it like icon or click on the on the main like yeah. nav bar. I guess you'd call it. Well, like Maple Story threw it in your face. You know, like it was it was always there. Yeah. Uh, you want a new haircut? Oh, that'll be, you know, $5 for a random haircut. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh. It was random, which means that you'd have to spend enough. Anyway, uh, so. And it was temporary. It drove yeah. me crazy. <laughs> the hair wasn't temporary. But no, you're right. The, 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 right. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so, so. That sounds pretty that cool. That was kind though. of both of our turns, because that's yeah. exactly what I've been doing, too. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Ben, what have, uh, what have you been playing? I've been playing Sonic Boom and surprisingly it's actually a lot of fun yeah like now this is sonic boom <laughs> no, 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 no 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 hear me out okay this so is they're... fire and ice to clarify yeah. right the new dumb one came out on DS. you're dumb i know i'm talking about krpgs right now or mmos whatever <laughs> god free to play games <laughs> yeah so what they've... it feels like they went back and looked at what made uh the best parts of the original sonic games and then they kind of looked at other I thought you were about to say best parts of Sonic platformers. Boom. No, 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 not nothing's good about the original is, Sonic Boom. Is this Rise of Lyric? No, Rise of Lyric was the Wii U one. This is Fire and Ice. I think it's called. Yeah, it's okay. Fire and Ice. It just came out what last week or something. Oh, is that new? Yeah, it's brand new. So, but what it is is like you've got a main path to go through on uh, each level, and then there are like secret little side paths that kind of lead you to collectibles and things like that and it it gives you this like dynamic of you play through the level to find everything and then you play through the level to get the speed run to get that you know that timed experience yeah so it, and then on top of that you know you've got all these extra side missions like racing robotnik or uh getting in tails uh submarine or stuff like that so it actually has a pretty varied gameplay I didn't realize this was. Experience. I didn't realize this was two D too. Like it's the, it oh, literally yeah, it's, is the original style. Yeah, definitely. But like it's the cool. the only like downfall with the game is is like the sometimes scarves. the auto aim or the auto targeting for your dash attacks is a little finicky, but it, you get used to it. And then the story's like pretty nonsensical. But then again, do, it is for little kids. So do they explain Sonic Scarf? <laughs> yeah, like, what is that about? Yeah, all of his bandages. And why is he misshapen? I don't understand. Poor I, Knuckles, I think man. What bothers me, yeah, is Knuckles. Why? Oh, he it, looks it's like so his bad. body looks like taffy that was like stretched too uh, too much. At somebody the end. just made a really poor decision with the character designs for that game. Like, I don't know who was like, yeah, like, they need more accessories. Nathan Drake, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's so bad. Well, I mean, Tails looks it, okay. They didn't. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. It's a game that's not created for us. It's not the old Sonic. It's you know supposed to be for a new generation, and it's got that cartoon tie-in. So I don't know how much of a crossover there is between this story and what's going to be in the show. I'm but, sure it's like a yeah. retelling. Because but the yeah, show's like, called I, Sonic. I would Boom say the too, right? age range for this game is probably between six and twelve. <laughs> so I'm like, glad you're having so much fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like if you like sonic games or just platforming in general like yeah. the closest 
game recently that I can compare this to is Rayman. Okay. Legends. Like it, it plays a lot like that, so and it's a lot it's, of fun. So it's not exactly like a speed game, like you know, Sonic, uh, Sonic. Yeah, Tales. it sounds like it's more like exploration-y. Well, that's the thing. That's why the first time you play through the level, it'll take you 10 minutes and you're finding all the extra little branching paths that, you know, they loop back onto the main path. So you never miss anything. Right. And then you go through and you play it again for the speed run. So it's actually, and it does a really good job of like uh, ramping up the difficulty. It's a very slight curve, but like you go from island to island to get to separate levels and like the further into the game, the more challenging it is. Like if you'd just gone from the first level to, you know, 20 levels in, yeah. you're pretty difficult. But in between there, you start picking up the tricks and finding ways to like be able to, oh, well, I don't have to do this swinging thing. I can just dash attack two separate enemies to get across. And it's a lot of fun. That's cool. It's got a it nice sounds, hook. It, does it. Sound, it sounds better than I thought it would. Yeah, I mean that, the other one was like glitchy and unplayable, right? So yeah. yeah, and it was more of like an like a a poor adventure game than it was like a Sonic game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whereas this definitely feels like a Sonic game. Can you go supersonic? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Does he? I honestly don't even scarf as well. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even want to think about what that character looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? He'd be gold um, with about seven uh, scarves flying out behind. Right. Him, obviously. That's oh, too that's, funny. That's that's stupid. <laughs> well, it's cool that you're having fun with it for sure. Yeah, like for a game that I expected to just be kind of one of those. Oh, I play the first five levels and I quit. It's actually kind of got a hooks in me. So that's cool. So I had a kind of random thought process right here because I thought of scarves on classic characters. Then I thought of Link with that scarf, and then I thought of Hyrule Warriors. But he looks and, dope. With and that then scarf. I and then I thought of the new. Dynasty Warriors uh, Berserk game, and now I'm thinking, Skirbo, we should try to get a copy of, of that if possible. Oh, that's our friend Cody, actually. I can totally do that. Awesome. Yeah. Because I am yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, Sorry. It's like Nobunaga's weird Journey tangent. or something. It does have a weird name. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Nobunaga's I, Journey. I, I know. I don't think it's Nobunaga, about. but it's, yeah. 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 Um, so as far as games for me, it's actually funny that you mentioned a Sonic game. Um, well, I knew that you were playing that for a while, but I actually... Um, so you guys know that I'm into this retro stuff um, yes. as of late. Uh, and one of the games that I ha- uh, that I started playing was Sonic Advance, which is actually really, really good. Like, Yeah, it is. Like, it I is. never messed with the GBA Sonic games, and they are they are like Sonic 3. It's exactly is the that- same kind of thing. Is that the one with uh, with the with the chows that you can like raise yeah. too? Yeah, it totally yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I had like oh, had... that was only the 3D one. No, there's no, a no. there's a tiny chow garden in this one too, which is so oh, cool. I don't know why I loved it so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. It's like screw running around. Dad. Let's <laughs> let's yeah. raise these things the chows, and race them me. and breed them or name. something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm playing that, genuinely enjoying that. I've actually been having a really active games week. Like I've been doing a lot. Like so, I I did that. I played and beat uh, Azure Striker Ground Vault Two, which is a new 3DS cool. game, which is that looks really good. Awesome, so yeah. good. There were some things that they changed that I I absolutely hated through. Like honestly. Full disclosure, I was blasting through, like, 90% of the, like, text boxes because there is so much narrative in that game, and I'm just like, no, the game is fun to play. Just get me to the game, you know what I mean? 
Um, but that game was crazy fun. They added like a whole new playable character who's like not as cool as the main character, but still cool that you can play as somebody else. Um, so that was super fun. Um, I also went into my backlog and I beat Doom, which ooh, nice. Yeah, that was like that was when I left on the back burner for a while. And I can honestly say, Same. I can say that the first half of that game is it gets to be a bit of a slog at a certain point, but the second half is so much better than the first half. Because, like, the first half is just, like, you run around, you find some room, kill everything in the room, and then you rinse and repeat that, like, 40 times. But the second half of the game is, like, is like a room like that, and then boss fight, boss fight, room like that, boss fight, room like that, boss fight, final boss. And, like, the... That's- yeah, and the yeah, going to hell is fantastic. Yeah, the bosses are actually like really, really fun because it totally changes like the way that you engage with the game. Like you, you actually have to start thinking about like attack patterns and stuff, which is like really refreshing as opposed to like just don't stop moving and shoot everything. You know. Wait, does this mean you're you're done with uh, with Deus Ex? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I beat Deus Ex. Um, Deus Ex was awesome. Actually, Alex, on our last podcast when we were talking about Deus Ex, I was like, yeah, I think I'm near the end. I was, like, so close to the end. I was, like, right there. Like, I started playing again, and it was maybe, like, an hour, and then I was done. So I was – it's pretty obvious once you're getting there. At least it was to me. I didn't mention it, but I I am still poking around on that, too. That's great. I have not not stopped playing that. Yeah. It's definitely – it's – not a slow burn, but it gets so much better, like, once you start, kind of like you were saying last week, where, you know, it gets better when you have all the abilities. And once you do, it's just, like, you feel awesome. Um, yes. So there was that. Yeah, that's one I've been meaning to get to. It's really great. Highly recommended. I, Do- I think Doom, if I ever just kind of stop playing Deus Ex, which is the possibility, uh, Doom is... Doom is next on that list. I yeah, think. it wasn't even too long. Like it felt long at times, but like once I was really like, okay, I'm just I'm just gonna play this. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna play and beat this. I, and I think it's good. like a solid, you know, ten to twelve hours, which is a good yeah, yeah a it, good length for a first person shooter. It's more than ten hours for sure. Like I know that for sure. It's not like anything crazy, but that's definitely like the ballpark. Yeah. Um. So cool. I've been I doing that. I mm. got through it in about 14, but then again, I was also kind of going through levels to make sure I found everything too. So Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a um, great game to play over a week. It's definitely not a weekend game. For sure. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, I picked uh, Lost Kingdoms back up, so I'm messing with that here and there. Nice. Um, and then as I'm getting into this other GBA stuff, so we posted sort of a random video on... Uh, on our YouTube channel this week, or a few days ago, so I'll kind of, like, go into that for a second. So that was just, like, something a a little bit more candid, you know, a new sort of video that we want to try. I learned a lot. I know that the frame, that the, you know, camera is a little shaky and the audio gets unsynced at a certain point. I learned a lot about my phone's camera uh, during that video, so any more that happened like that will be much, much better. Um Hmm. But essentially what that video was about was, um, you know, I'm getting these games on eBay and stuff, and uh, one of them was a counterfeit repro copy of uh, Pokemon Ruby, which I didn't find out until I actually got it in my hands. Um, So that was kind of annoying that I was going, you know, through the return process with that, which is a bit of a nightmare. Wait, so how did you know it was a a bootleg? Yeah, so the first thing that gave it away was... um, the positioning of the icons on the front of it. So like the Nintendo seal of approval was in a weird spot compared to a lot of pictures that I've seen. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as I started doing more research, uh, the cover art for the 
Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald versions of the game are supposed to be holographic. Mine wasn't. And then there's a... Uh, if you look on the chip inside the cartridge, you should see a thing that says Nintendo. Nintendo. Well, it did say Nintendo, but it was the wrong font. And then the same thing with the back. <laughs> the back imprint of Nintendo was there, and it looked pretty close, but it was not the same font as a normal what did one. did you tell the eBay seller? Uh, dude, so this is a bootleg. Well, that, I get my money back? That's exactly what I said. And in his description, it said that it was 100% authentic. So I was like, sorry, like I, I need a return because this is not the product that you know I was sold. Right. Like, this is a reproduction and he was right. super super cool about doing the the return although now i'm in a bit of a nightmare situation because like so ebay prints you the uh, the shipping label to send it back so mm-hmm. i print the shipping label i throw it on the thing i mail it out and now i'm looking at the tracking and it says undeliverable as addressed so i'm like what the fuck and now it already mailed itself to his like city or whatever and apparently couldn't actually get to his doorstep so now i'm uh, like yeah so now ebay has to step in and and give me my money back and all this stuff so it's just like it was just annoying what a mess and then funny did you try playing the game oh yeah it plays fine it was it's a rom of the game just on a complete you know reproduce uh reproduced board and reproduced cart so if I was interested in just playing the game, it would have served the purpose. Right. But, but like, that's not what he paid for. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of collecting this sort of stuff. So it's like I want the real, you know, the real deal. And what's so funny about this is literally, and I'm not, I'm not even joking right now. This is going to sound like a joke, but it happened again today. I get another GBA card in the mail. It's not a Pokemon game. This time it was Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which granted I got for like $7, which like is not at all what you should spend on that. And I look at the cart and immediately I see the telltale signs again. And I'm like, this shit is not real. And I messaged the the seller. Yeah, and They I'm, must be making so much money. Dude, ridiculous. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I messaged the seller and it said that he accepted returns. So I, I messaged him and I was like, hey man, like I... This isn't exactly what I was looking for. I'm under the impression that this is a a reproduction cartridge, and I actually took pictures next to uh, next to some of my other games to like show him that the fonts and stuff were different. Um, yeah. And immediately, without even messaging me back, he issued me the refund and said, "Don't send it back." And I was like, hmm. "Wow." <laughs> So I, I think he must sell so many of those. Yeah. And then anytime an issue comes up, he just he just refunds. He just it. bites it. Yeah. He's like I don't oh, even. Wow. He's like I don't even need the cartridge back. Like he didn't even yeah, message me. Not. It said yeah, you don't need to send it, it probably back. Probably takes like cents on the dollar to make that. You know. That's it's what I'm saying. Rom and like a cartridge inside a plastic piece. You know? No, exactly. Yeah, and they all come from like China. Like they're Chinese sellers yeah. and stuff. So I'm and assuming that seven bucks over. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure there's just like an assembly line that's just cranking out these cartridges. Um. You know, probably cost more to ship it than that. I mean, well, I, they probably I, ship it in like. Yeah. yeah, I think what happens is like U.S. buyers get them like wholesale. Like they'll just get forty oh, yeah. repro copies of Minish Cap for like five dollars, and then just like sell them for whatever they can make. Um, mm. Apparently, it's a very big problem with the Pokemon games, but uh, yeah, so it happened I here. Can imagine. Yeah, but business uh, ethics. But that was certainly <laughs> a thing that happened. Um, so other than guys, that, I quit. I'm sorry to that. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, I mean other than that, I'm pretty much steady. Like now that all of my like more recent games are done, uh I'm gonna start working on Bioshock collection, which I'm really excited to start. Um yeah. that's all Alex. You know you know what I was thinking yeah. about <clears throat> starting or jumping back into? What's that? But then I decided not to. I was thinking about jumping back into No Man's Sky just to see. 
<clears throat> they have Just patched it. A, can... Yeah, they have patched it a number that of times. On my, uh... Yeah, like I want, I want to like it. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much of the <laughs> mind that there are reasons that it's fun, but you know. Yeah, right. Like you just gotta find those reasons. Yeah. I'm sure there's something, oh, but uh, definitely. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That that's <laughs> just, just <laughs> I, like a throw. I think I'd very much not like to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no. I we've had what three podcasts about that now. So we had a yeah. couple podcasts and. Skirb and I have talked about it a lot, like on uh, on our chat, and that's for sure. The whole ga- that whole gang has exhausted that subject, yeah, uh, a lot. We all know what's going on, and what's going on. Right. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to yeah. playing Resident Evil this month. Yeah, that's it's a, free on what what a great game. Actually, another one of the games that I was like when I was going through my backlog, I finished Doom, and I was like, oh, what else did I leave half done? And I left Resident Evil Zero half done, uh, so I started playing that again, which is again just one of the most like expertly crafted like puzzle horror games like ever i freaking love those games i need to start paying attention to the playstation plus stuff again like what what what's coming this month uh let's see it's transformers the one that came out last year uh resident evil then a game called mad riders that's an atv arcade racing game uh dust or from dust and then two stupid Vita games that no one cares about. From Dust, is that the uh, the like furry side scroller game? No, that's no, Dust in the God game. None the Dust. All right, got it. Yeah, the furry side scrolling game is Badlands, and that's on Vita. And uh, this month, the Xbox ones have been good too, but not this month. Yeah, this <laughs> month, not this month. This month's a bit of a mess. Um, all right, guys, you ready to get into some news? Knows. All right, so the first uh, the first topic that I wanted to talk about, just because I feel like it'll take less time, but I'm just kind of curious what your guys' opinions are, is this uh, live with YouTube gaming uh, video series. So for those that don't know, there is now a... Okay, so YouTube gaming is obviously the competitor for Twitch. Has not been doing well. Has, has n- not even put a dent in what Twitch, you know, has already established. And right. I don't think anybody's really surprised about that. Uh, granted, the features that you get with YouTube gaming are better, and you would think that they would have a pre-established community just with the actual YouTubers. But yeah, it, it hasn't even scratched the surface yet. So I think as a way to try to pull gamers back to um, back to the platform was the launch of this new series or this yeah this new weekly show called Live with YouTube Gaming which is hosted by Jeff Keeley um Jeff Keeley yeah previously from uh what was it Game Trailers Game Trailers yes so he is basically hosting this show and the whole format is very similar to something like a late night with Jimmy Fallon kind of thing. It looks like a standard like talk show, but they bring on like studios, right? Yeah. To, like, showcase their games. Yeah. So the, an interesting idea. it's like what, exclusive what stuff. What was that gaming show on uh, G4 years oh, ago? There was like 20. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. There was actually. X play. There was, was attack called. of the show. There was, yeah. I mean, like you think about it, it, YouTube, YouTube gaming. I mean, it's not that big of a community yet, but YouTube as a community is huge, especially YouTube space comma. I don't know. Gaming, like the gaming section of YouTube is gigantic. Oh, right. Yeah. So if you were to say like, yeah, no, uh, Titanfall guys come onto Google's, you know, fucking YouTube set set and, uh, talk to this guy, for a while to showcase your game people will be into that well yeah i mean that's definitely the idea like the the key features that they're trying to plug with this show are 
uh, interviews with developers, interviews with major YouTubers like Matt Pat from you know Game Theory and stuff like that. I can't watch his stuff. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I think so, I like. His, uh, no, go ahead because I think we have the same opinion. His here. YouTube Red. Okay, so I am a YouTube Red subscriber, uh, mostly because I have Google Music and I love it. And then so I started dipping into like the YouTube Red stuff and like watching some of the premium quote unquote pro. Like yeah, I see the production value is premium. I just I like can't I just just ugh, yeah I just so can't his, watch it. His it's actual, actually made me not want to go to game theories and watch the, this game. Yeah, his anymore. his actual game theories are good because they're vo's. When you see him in person, and this is like not a shots fired <laughs> or anything. Whoa, whoa, but it's, whoa! But even his live stuff, like he has a live show every week on uh, like that he streams. I'm pretty sure they're streaming right now, and like. I can't, I can't watch his streams either. I, I right. can't think of a better word than cringy. Like, he's just a little cringy. Like, I, I don't know. But uh, that's just he's my opinion. Excited guy. I mean, he started... Like he's not as comfortable in front of a camera as he is just doing VO stuff. I'm, I'm well, not no, sure. He sounds exactly the same, right? It's just like, he's just very, like, excitable. He's got a lot of hand gestures. And, like, when I look at, uh, for instance, like, he had a new... What was that update? Um, no, he had, like, a... What's that show, like... It was like kind of immersion where they took specific like aspects and then like you know brought it into real life to then you know showcase it with other YouTubers. It it just sounded like I don't know. It just watched terribly. Like I couldn't watch it. Yeah, I think it's just like a expect like it's just a different scenario for him. But anyway, so I mean the the gravity of his name is definitely there. So you know this new show having interviews with people like him, and I'm sure people like you know Aaron from Game Grumps and you know stuff like that uh, is all on the docket. But then also they're saying that they're gonna have like exclusive game announcements. Like I don't think they're gonna have you know something huge like crazy AAA titles or whatever. But, um, I mean, you say that now, but I wouldn't be so sure that, that you can count that out just yet. Well, I think it depends on how much actual publicity they get. You know what I mean? Like, how many people are actually viewing the show on a consistent basis. Yeah, maybe versus, like, a, an exclusive... Well, not exclusive, but, like, a Nintendo Direct that's supposed, yeah. supposed to be just for Nintendo. No, exactly. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So there's that. And then, I mean, part of it also is just the pedigree that Jeff Keighley brings with him. Like, you know, he's kind of, like you know, this industry veteran who's really sort of, like, created a name for himself in the industry, and yeah, he's had his ups and downs with the Doritos Mountain Dew thing, um, but at the core of it, he is just, like, a very talented, insightful, and experienced game journalist, so having perspective like that in the format of, like, a talk show kind of thing, I think is great, but my, my hang-up with it and why I'm not sure what to really think about it comes from, like, is there really that much to talk about on a weekly basis? You know what I mean? Like, you guys all know that gaming goes, you know, has its ups and downs. Well, there are its busy seasons. and They create content, right? So by creating content, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, you have to you have to have something, like, newsworthy to happen. You can create something newsworthy to happen by just inviting, you know, talkable, you know, excitable, like, interesting people to the show to talk about whatever they're that they are like making you know I mean, what they're doing that's true i guess since we've never seen something like that before it's sort of hard to envision it you know what i mean well i mean how does uh, i don't know like the cult, uh what about the late night shows today like how do they create content every single time well yeah but i mean they have like you know they're getting on like movie stars and all and you know musical artists and all this sort of thing but like i guess my question is since we haven't seen something like that in gaming before will people 
care enough to to show Gamers up to this. Care, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, when you told me about this, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll start watching this. I'll check this out. Yeah, so could be something interesting. I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah. I consume I mean, we, so much already. Yeah, we, why not just watch this live? You know. Yeah, we definitely like don't know what it, you know totally what it's offering i mean in the first uh episode they had you know this titanfall 2 spot where they were talking about that and then uh i think the most interesting part and the reason why it got on like reddit and stuff is because right near the end he uh kind of goes on this i i know we literally just talked about this but he sort of goes on this tangent about no man's sky after interview <laughs> like he apparently had an off the air interview with the guys from hello games and he sort of like presented their perspective on this whole thing and why they've been like quiet after what happened i didn't watch that what what, what'd they say what'd he say i i would not be able to articulate it as well as jeff did but basically basically they're saying that they got too caught up in the fervor of excitement that was created around the game and they basically like buckled under the pressure of like the entire world's expectations of this game um so they said they they basically weren't ready to rip the band-aid off and just tell people what was in the game and what wasn't. So they just sort of like wrote it out, uh, which they admit is wrong. Um, but you know, that's just sort of what happened. He also then said that hopefully on a subsequent episode he would actually get, you know, whatever his name is on the actual show to talk about their position with it. But um but yeah, I mean, just getting a little bit of insight, I mean, getting like a bit more, a bit more perspective on it, uh, does sound like I think was needed. And what's interesting and a, like kind of validates a joke that a lot of people have made about this previously is that he actually drew a direct comparison between the Hello Games guy and Peter Molyneux, <laughs> which huh. which is super funny. We've to been me. doing that all this time. <laughs> I, I know. Like he literally was like, "Hey, you know what? This whole situation reminds me of. It reminds me of when he talked about Fable and Black and White <laughs> and all this stuff." It's just his voice. It's so. It's so catching. It's so fetching. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, that, I mean that's that's interesting. I mean, if they could like show live, you know, uh, interviews with you know, newsworthy subjects, that's that could be in itself really interesting. Well, imagine if they brought on like the digital homicide guys. Yeah, that would and, be like, funny. And like just talk to them about why did you sue Valve? <laughs> like, yeah. What was up with that? Well, we were just having a really bad week. Yeah. You know, like I I don't know. Yeah. Or uh, or Vivendi or something, but I. All that could be interesting. I'd, I'm really interested to see like, where that show takes off, because I've always wanted to have like a, like a game worthy, you know, like, like some something more main to week show. Yeah, you know, it might and help the only it, thing I get is like podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might make it like help it become taken more seriously. I said that weird, but yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like people are still trying to push through that barrier of having games considered as an art form, you know, or a creative like you know outlet for people that. Others yeah. will see who don't understand it as that's, just. It's not just like <laughs> right, right. It's not just a, a kid's hobby, you know. Right. It's a, it's a way of the, life. Well, it's, it, it, it's you know, maybe not to that extent, but it's yeah, I mean, it is a culture. There's definitely out, a culture like, behind yeah, it. Yeah, like right? I mean, I Which, think I think what you just said was a, a bit hyperbolic, but like yeah. it, it, it's, it's misunderstood. It's, but it's landing in the right space. Like this definitely is like a a not, I don't want to say a movement per se, but yeah. like. A very a major part of society. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are multiple subcultures created on top of one another in this space. I mean, you know, you should have seen when I was talking to one of my friend's parents about <clears throat> about video games, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like Sony, like they they mainly like make TVs and stuff, and they decided to like you know make like 
this PlayStation thing on the side. And I'm like, you know, like the PlayStation makes more money for them than all of their departments can put together, right? <laughs> and they were like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's yeah. a that's a really good segue. Did you guys have anything else to add about the uh, live with YouTube well, I'm, gaming? I'm, I would be really interested to watch. It's just like you said, they they interview YouTubers. In which case, I I don't really care. Like, if you're watching right. something on YouTube, I don't need to see a YouTuber. I can just go to their channel and watch their stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I don't really see the point of inter- interviewing YouTubers. But like something that's in the line of what X Play used to be. I'm I'm all for that. I love watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean there there definitely has been a gap since uh, since G4 you know folded or Tech TV folded. <laughs> G4. Um, Good days. Good days. Yeah, it was. I mean that, that was kind of the basis for. That was the a first time. Stuff. Yeah, that was the first time where I was like, oh wow, video games are like real now. You know, like it's on TV. Yeah. Actually, like that that was the validation, it. yeah. It's not just me and my like Nintendo this fi- 64. This 55-year-old looking man is talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I used to camp out every year watching three <laughs> press conferences on G4. Yeah. <laughs> so good, Alex fucking. <laughs> oh man. All right, so anyway. let's dive into our next topic, which I think will be interesting um considering that it affects one of our team members directly um loser so uh, earlier this week um the review units for psvr are out and today was the first day that a lot of publications were allowed to say anything about it um and basically show video of them using it and give basically uncut opinions of what the psvr is uh, unfortunately, it appears that our unit got lost in the mail, so it, we, yeah. we're, we will we're not... working on figuring that out. Yeah, we will. Well, we, got, we have a review unit. unit. <laughs> we have a, uh, a review unit, but we had to we had to pay for it. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, I'm sure it'll get to us. I'm sure it'll get to us right around launch day. But, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, there's uh, there's some opinions, or there are some opinions going around about kind of what PSVR is and initial impressions and whether or not people are impressed with it. Um, And so far, the reception seems to be really good. Um, I'm really excited about it. I was actually... It's kind of all over the place, though. Like, some people love certain games and other people... You don't get to talk, Alex. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, so... (laughs) You don't get to talk. You're just going to be able to play it later. Alex. (laughs) Alex, uh, So I'm an early adopter, and I know this, this is, like, first generation new technology... And as much as I want it to be cool, and I'm getting it, I'm definitely getting it. I expected it to come out and just be like, "Yeah, this is good," <laughs> you know, like, "Yeah, no sky. yeah." But like, yeah. but so what I'm seeing is, it's no one's like, "This is the best fucking thing ever," but no one's like, "This is garbage." You know, yeah. you're getting things if you're putting it on like. Uh, uh, letter scale it's like between like a c minus and like a b plus you're like you're you're well like solid in that range yeah and i, I think because i think the the impression that i'm hearing that's sort of like where like of, of course people are being like the it's awesome for x y and z reasons but it's also weird for x y and z reasons like the 
I think what everybody ultimately lands on is that as far as how the technology works, it's impressive and it's easy yep. to use and it's and definitely it viable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like they're and it's they're not too expensive. Oh no, it's expensive. It's like, it's like five hundred yeah, bucks minimum. No, it's it. like four hundred bucks, isn't it? Yeah, but then you need the two move controllers, which are a hundred bucks. And if you no, don't already camera. have a camera, then well, you that's don't another need 50 the bucks. move controllers. You just got pretty much pretty much every controllers used really cheap. Pretty much every all the other ones every review oh, yeah. i've seen cool. said that it's basically not worth having unless you have the move controllers that that's like yeah, and i've looked at a lot of opinions today and that's basically the consensus is like you need mm. the move controllers in order to definitely. hold out the experience but I mean, but anyway I, so it's like they they like it it's viable but the experiences that are on it are are admittably shallow you know what i mean like you're gonna fuck around with it for a little while but you're not gonna be playing this thing for days or like you know be totally stoked to be like oh man i can't wait to get home and play my psvr you know what i mean like there's just there's a small caveat with that though it's like yeah. most of the major like games quote unquote like uh e valkyrie and yeah they, they're not battles available they're, they're not reviewed Retro- yet yeah, it's well, just the short three-hour games that have been. I mean, so, so from far. what I've what I've been like tapping into, I've heard that people have been saying like the the lineup coming out with the PSVR is actually like way like I wouldn't say way better, but it's better than what already exists for say like the Vive and the Oculus. Which, oh yeah, he's in its own right yeah. just means that you getting a PSVR, which is cheaper of the bunch, right? Like you're yeah, getting it also much has the better content right? of the bunch, which means. If you want to get a VR unit, this sounds like the way to go. Minus, say, like if you have a phone, like a Samsung phone, and you want to get the the Samsung VR thing, which I don't really know if that's any good. Well, I th- I've I tried it once. Not. I think it's good I'm, for what it is. I'm yeah. of the mind where like PSVR seems like you know the it like just arguably it seems like the best option for VR as, f- just from these initial impressions, just as something that's easy to use. That's yep. not prohibitively expensive. It's expensive. Like let's be clear. This is a premium item. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. not prohibitively expensive and has something that you can have fun with. I mean, well, so, it's like so the... of the, of the titles that are out for right now that people have been able to review, the only ones that we knew were coming out of release that aren't available is E Valkyrie and uh rigs there's the only two that aren't available everything else so like battlezone batman vr ps worlds fucking job simulator uh what you call it kind of funny did a good thing on battlezone but um okay they uh, by like by and large it seems like batman vr is like the game like that is uh, it's apparently only about an hour but it's the most impressive out of all of them that are that are out so far I think what you also get with the PSVR is like a reasonable expectation of support going mm-hmm. forward. Like that was always my worry with the Oculus and Vive. Like, right. They're not, not Sony. Like, you know, where's the support going to come from? Right. For this? Yeah. Would it become like a Nintendo Wii U without the Nintendo part? Well, I mean, is that, it, it's yeah. going to become the connect. Well, is that really the, uh, the fear? That. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely like, I think there's or something. The Vita. I think there's something to the idea that like, you know, you're not going to be using this headset every day. Like, I think it'll be there. Like, it'll be part of the setup. And, like, when something cool comes out for it, like, yeah, you'll probably mess around with it. But I don't think it's going to be... Like, I I just don't think it's designed to be the type of device that you're going to put on and just play a game for five hours straight. Like, you know what? I think it's going to... Go ahead. You know what? You know what would... What kind of software would make me want to put that on every day? 
Resident Evil 7? Porn. No. I was just going to say porn. No. <laughs> I know you guys are, I, like, after I asked the question, I immediately was like, they're going to fucking say porn. No, I'm talking about, if you could hook that up, and it could be, like, an actual standalone, like, computer. Like, I was just actually thinking about it in the sense of, I guess, the Oculus Rift. If, well, uh, or, or, the, or the Vive. But if it was able to simulate my desktop, and I can, like, you know, use it like that, and I can create additional screens and make my screens bigger and smaller. I would use that probably every day. So here's the so eyes. here's the thing. In the context of something like that, you can use everything in your PlayStation in what they call cinema mode, which is essentially like you have the VR unit on and you can play any of your PlayStation games on, on what looks like a fucking huge like see like, like yeah, big it's kind of like that like yeah. what they tried to do with the debates like oh you can watch it in VR like yeah. no I, that's How, dumb as fuck however, but what I'm talking about is like if my I have my own beautiful. my virtual like office and I could sit down and I could like you know see what, my Iron Man some shit sh- so you, you hey want man, minority report who knows experience. I do you I'm want, just saying that you would want let, glasses. Yeah, that would give me the uh, that would give me the utility that I need to use that every day. Well, I think like, I think part of the reason why stuff like that isn't like I mean I mean I don't have a Vive or, or an Oculus, but and it, from what wait until, from what I understand about the cinema mode is like when you're using it in just a normal like functionality thing for not an optimized VR experience, it's not great because like the the resolution that you get in the visor is apparently it's not 1080p like it's it's what yeah, it's it is but it's but it's a little like blurry or whatever so if you're trying to play or read something with like super sharp perfect fidelity it's just not going to happen but like mm-hmm. if you're playing a vr optimized experience something that was made for vr then it's like then it's great you know and yeah Justin, what you're talking about isn't VR. Like that's that's you're talking AR. About AR. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what I mean, like it could be. Device. Yeah. It could true. be. It could be. In the future, uh, I see those things combining. Like but. it could totally be like VR. Like AR is just see what's around you, but then put shit on top of what you're seeing, right? Yeah. But what I'm talking about is more like, yeah, maybe I'm in. Maybe I put on that like the headset and I put on the 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 VR unit and I'm suddenly warped into like a fucking beach, I, but I see these two screens in front of me. And those are my two monitors, and I could just like, and I have my my you know keyboard in front of me, which I can feel, and I just click around, and I can move things around with the, you guys with my hands. You are. guys ever watch Cowboy Bebop? Yes. You're talking about what Ayn uses <laughs> when she goes in, and there's just a million windows floating around her, and she could just pull yeah, in whatever. Actually, maybe. I mean, I'm not whatever. Like I, it sort of sounds like another project we're working on. It. I feel <laughs> true. I feel like um, nobody will understand that yet, though. Sorry yeah, guys, okay. people who are listening. But uh, I look for the I look forward to the day where these VR headsets have enough like of uh, I don't know like a GPU to I'm not sure if you you would be able to no I'm sure you would be able to to like stream something in such high quality from your computer so you could be somewhere in your house and just streaming you know your desktop into your eyes into I your think, face. Oh, wait. What you're talking about is really not that far away. Yeah, I don't yeah. exactly. That's why I'm like yeah, but it's not. They're trying to do that with Google Glass. That's not what PSVR is. The closest one is no, that's Vive. No, not even because the Vive, because the, well, no, the Vive has the uh, front-facing camera too, so you can you can like see your surroundings sort right. of. Right. Right. Wait, does that have front or like sim? It, it, no, it it's does. Like, no, or, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't no, it has. It's like opening a window so that you can see out it, of your little. It, it has, a, it has a camera, and then on the controller you can press a button to see what 
is in front of you. And I think it's no, like it's, a, it's like black and it, white or something. It's a 3D yeah. mapped version. Like it's not just like looking through a lens. Yeah. Also, I need to correct myself. It was not Ein. It's Edward. Ein is the dog. No, that's the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Edward that's is yeah. is dog. the girl guy. No wait. So take a look. She's a girl. Take a look at this. Right. It's got a camera in the front. That's the thing that it like yeah. shows you uh, like a webcam piece of like what is directly in front of you in case you need that it's got yeah. like the jarvis thing yeah but it it doesn't it's like not, create it, like a holographic image of what's in front no. of you it's just i like, mean right. i i remember seeing i mean this was all something on youtube i actually didn't do it but there's some setting that you can put on your on your hand on one of the controllers that you can click so you can see what's directly in front of you just in case you wanted to and it would just right. pop up a screen in your hand that you can bring up to your face yeah there's something like that but it's not just like you know turning it off and right right i mean so like what i'm talking about though is essentially just i mean you could just create screens like we've tried the vive already you have the steam library in front of you what's stopping you from like streaming your desktop you know yeah Yeah. oh yeah definitely you you just want like like, a good like ux for that like it like there needs to be like a vr os like there that doesn't there needs to be a vr os exactly and it needs to do more things than you know just games you know it needs to kind of integrate more than being just a a vr console well i think that's that's something that you guys hear about uh (laughs) being used in uh... fuck you scarabo you're not (laughs) sorry sorry it's just it's it was used in research for paraplegics where they would put it on and then they would kind of simulate walking and then like six months down the line they were actually kind of getting a little bit of feeling back in their legs through vigorous training and <laughs> yeah through through vr yeah no i yeah, did not read that article that is news to me please send that to me <laughs> um, i mean i figured there were going to be applications for that eventually they, they always have kind of health uh yeah i mean this is sort of what i was what i was gonna say is that like you know gaming is always the jumping off point for new tech like that's that's just how it works you know what i mean like everything is sort of like trial run in gaming first so like chow i think this stuff that you're talking about and and honestly the expanded potential of something like vr i think is enormous you know what i mean like we talked about this on a prior podcast where just having vr experiences like oh i want to go to you know paris or something and you just go into vr and you're just on top of the eiffel tower and it's like a live feed or something like that would be insane you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um they are doing yeah sort of something like that with the they kind of preview that at the google conference this week uh with the uh daydream yeah the vr their vr headset where you like i mean it's pretty much just you know google maps but it will be different when you have like a headset on you're actually looking around and if it's one to one that'd be pretty weird that's what i'm saying like and and i feel like that's sort of the direction that we'll see this going like i do not think that gaming is like the pinnacle of potential that we're gonna see for vr like i think it's absolutely the smartest thing to to trial run it on for sure but well, um, gaming wasn't even the pinnacle of like the ps4 or the xbox one you know like they need to they needed to branch out and like go into netflix and tv yeah. and like all these different areas to like really become more of an integrated yeah, to thing. be like a total system right um and i think vr is definitely going to go that way yeah i think to alex <laughs> i think you were saying a, uh making a point before where um vr is just like it, it's like something totally different and like new uh 
And honestly, from that perspective, I think that, you know, this is something that's super exciting for us as well, is that, like, you know, they're kind of pulling a Nintendo in the sense that they're they're literally giving us a totally new way to play, at least from the console perspective. Yeah. Like, I know that VR has been on PC for a while, but in the console world, it's really usually only Nintendo that totally shakes up the mold and gives us something like the Wii, which, let it, which lets us engage with games in a totally, totally different way. Um, That's a good point. You know, yeah. VR is is a new, completely like revolutionary way to engage with games, uh, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see a different uh, a different company kind of like heading that up. You know what I mean? Like, it, and that's really one of the reasons I'm so excited about it. Oh. Like, it's it's not even about the like the games. I, of course, I want to play a good game with it, but I love like pushing the envelope and like new technology here and new ways to like interact with things. Like that's so exciting to me. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't it, happen it often at all. Fundamentally a different way to engage with games. You know what I mean? Right. Like this, this is like, you, you know how certain games like, you know, let's just to stay in the PlayStation space, like the last of us or something tries to create immersion with all this like emotional resonance in like what you're playing or what have you. Yeah. PSVR doesn't even need to try to do that because it literally is like, like literally, and I'm not like using that hype, uh, hyperbolically or whatever. Like it is immersion. Like you are completely immersed in what you're doing. Like if you're talking right. about you have a headset on and headphones in, and you know nobody else is around you, and there's nothing else that's like limiting you in a physical way to make you feel like you're doing anything else. Like you are in that game, which is so awesome. Like horror like, games that used to scare you now scare the crap out of you even more. I mean, and that, they don't even have to do anything more. That's why games like Resident Evil game. Seven, while while I think <clears throat> Resident Evil Seven is going to have a lot of problems in VR, and I'm just calling that right now. I guarantee, and, and I'll call that right now. Resident Evil 7, I'm sure, will be interesting in VR, but the locomotion for it is not going to make any sense, and it's going to make a lot of people sick. Like, dual like dual analog control and VR just doesn't work. It just doesn't. Like, And I've actually played stuff on uh, Oculus that has tried to use that sort of control scheme, and it doesn't. It's a vomit gummit. It, exa- it is. It gets you sick almost immediately. It straight up doesn't make sense, because when you think about how you're turning your head, but you're assuming that your shoulders are going to turn, like what the right stick is usually responsible for, but it's but it's not, and then you are moving the right stick to, to shift your, you know, to pitch your direction, and then also moving your head, it's this totally weird immersion It feels break. like you're controlling your body through well literally a controller like it feels like you're not your head isn't really attached to your body rather your head's on a ride on somebody well, else's how body do, how do they do it in rigs well see rigs actually make sense to me because fundamentally like in your mind you're controlling a mech right but if you're controlling your own body yeah. it's like a different thing you know what i mean like i could so i don't know we tried london heist back in 2015 right and like this was my original fear was that you know, VR would essentially just find itself kind of shoeboxed into these like sitting simulators. You know, you're like always sitting into something, which is Lennon what heist, the heist is basically. Right, exactly. It's like you're going through each individual like scene, sitting in some type of way. Right, you're in a car, you're at a chair in front of a table, you're you know whatever, and then you're interacting with things in front of you. 
Um, but then when I, you know, started seeing things like the Vive, where you're actually moving your own body, they, the only way that they were able to like solve for that, say like raw data, was that blinking teleport kind of way, like point and click. I want to go there, click, and then you immediately like step there. Yeah. So it doesn't like necessarily feel weird because it happens so quickly and it makes sense in a weird way. Yeah, Ben, um, that was like the. I'm game assuming that you Rigs us. is going to be something like that too. I feel like there's a better way. No, yeah, Rigs is not that, teleporting. I, I felt no, that no, no, I'm seeing really I, annoying though. Like, but there might be. Oh, I have to look over there and blink over there. I can't just move. But there might be enough of, I don't know, research done by the team that actually developed the game I, where I think there's a better solution. Of, I, I parts think, of the, the screen is actually like stagnant. I think eventually like a solution will be found. But I, I do not, as of right now, I don't think that that solution exists because it is very weird. It's a very weird situation you know what i mean it could be uh something like just like like a control scheme where you only use the left stick to to walk yourself but again it's that shoulders thing it's like what how are you turning your shoulders to to adjust your sight it just doesn't make sense to me you know what i mean i you know i was thinking like you know maybe you could use like a some kind of like picture like a big flat joystick that you can kind of step on and like that would be your movement. So they you have that. Yeah, the, the, not the, the omni, one you're thinking. The like, the one where it's like not a treadmill, but it's like a flat. No, zone I'm talking you like on. you're sitting on like you're sitting on a couch, and you just have your foot on like a small, regular, almost like a a, fl- a more flat joystick. I mean, um, but that wouldn't. Yeah, but solve now you're talking feeling. about another peripheral. On like the only reason why motion others. sickness happens. The only reason why motion sickness happens, which you definitely know, which is because your brain thinks that you're supposed to be moving, but you don't feel like you're moving. Oh yeah, like so you need no. Well, you need to be in control of that movement. Well, That's no, no. It. There's even places where it, it happens where you know you're not in control of it. Like I'll give you an example. When we were at PAX, I played. Uh, uh, the American Dream, which was great, but at this one section, you're in a car, and when the car starts moving, you can drive with the with the VR controllers. But the second the car started moving, I immediately felt like I wanted to puke because, like, I, I'm my brain is telling me I'm supposed to feel the inertia like against my body moving, like but with the car. This is the exact same problem as rigs. Well, you're, yeah, you're saying. yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. So there, I mean we don't be, have an impression, but it works with rigs apparently. Well, we don't have an impression yet or a legit review of it. I mean, I don't, I have, I'll be honest, I don't know what people's impressions were at like trade shows and stuff, but, um, something about rigs, positive. Yeah. Something about rigs tells me that it's going to make sense because like your mind is telling you, no, my body's stationary, but I'm moving a mech around me. You know what I mean? But there's still inertia just like you're in a car. Yeah, but there should still be inertia like in a car, like you were saying. Yeah. If the car made you feel sick, then rigs is... You know what also makes you feel sick? Being in a car in real life sometimes. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Yeah. But like, for instance, like the London Heist, when I was doing that with the PlayStation VR at the time, you're in a car, the car is moving. I didn't feel sick at all. I even, you can like pull open the door and like look out the side of the door. I didn't feel sick, but maybe that's also because it was at a constant speed and I was like, well, oh. Th- so. Well, that's the thing. Like the reason why I felt ill when I was playing, uh, what you call it, uh, the American Dream, American Dream is because I'm, I'm in control of turning the car and stuff. So when I like turn the car to the right i'm imagining that my body's going to shift and it's not you know what i mean and then so one of the reviews that i or you know part of the commentary that i heard around the psvr now and i think that this was a criticism of batman vr um batman or the uh until dawn game is that at a certain point you're in an elevator and it's very obvious that you're in an elevator but again it's like a very disorienting feeling when like you know you're supposed to be moving up or down in an elevator, but like you're yeah. not feeling any of that inertia. I mean, 
it, it makes sense to me why someone would be having that I'm issue. I'm no scientist but, yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm more so interested to see how they're going to find the solutions. And I, I think part of it is just sort of like relearning how to play games. Like, you know, again, this is a fundamentally different way to experience this. So, yeah. right. you it's, know. It's sort of like if someone hadn't been in a car their entire life and then stepped into a car now, like, yeah. they'd be sick too. No, like, that's, that's a perfect... Weird. Yeah, that's a good analogy, actually. You just gotta get used to it. It may just be something that we have to kind of train our minds to a little bit. And because humans just get sick. Like, when you have weird, (laughs) awkward movements, even without VR, you just get sick. Yeah. And maybe that's an an advantage. You know, if you're fighting another player and they get sick, it's like you win. It's all all this liquid in our brains. I will say, though, after seeing some of the the trailers, some of the not so terrible fucking face trailers that you've uh, you've mentioned uh, about rigs, but. While oh, yeah. I've seen some of those trailers have gotten me actually really hyped. It looked like at first kind of like a throwaway, like if we're doing VR, we should probably do like a, some type of arena shooter game, you know? And I thought that's what it was. But then when I'm, oh, I'm looking at these trailers and I'm reading a little bit about it, and I'm like, I, this could this could be actually a pretty fun. Like this could be maybe Rocket League. I was going to say, it kind of has that, like, that vibe yeah. to me. Like so simple, just arena e, you know, shooter game it's got that with some cool feel. physics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think the other thing with games is like, it's going to be a lot of short experiences and just feeling things out, kind of like you know early PlayStation in the beginning, yeah. The first PlayStation, like Ridge Racer, was literally a track you raced. It was a one fantastic way, then the game. other way, and then you had a little extra bit that was added on, and that was the first Ridge Racer game on PlayStation. I mean, I think it was a little bit more than that, but I, no, literally, I loved it's Ridge forward, Racer 64. Track backwards. It took me so long to find out that they called it Ridge Racer because you're supposed to drift. And because of you drifting, you would get speed boost, which in real life doesn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you sad. started driving, you're like, what, where are my speed boosts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hit the e-brake. Why am I crashing all the time? Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I think it will be very exciting to see what uh, what PSVR has in store when it comes live. Alex, you're gonna have to give us the full rundown because I think we you... should have a party. Yeah, so we can all try it, Alex. Yeah, right? We're gonna take it away from you. You're not allowed to try it. No, I'm gonna do it by myself behind a locked door. <laughs> Dark rooms. Oh, Actually, gross. people have been saying that you, if you're doing with the PlayStation VR, you should like dim the lights a bit so you don't see like the the yeah they say there's like light l- like I think they call it light bleed around the yeah, outside light of the bleed. Uh, outside of the headset yeah and then somebody's gonna come into your room and just see these like blue glowing squares on your face and that's kind of uh, cool actually it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Alex don't worry about it we've reached the future guys <laughs> uh. I am the future. All right, well, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Chow. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Sturbo. I think this was a... What's up? Connect VR with the drone. That's just... That's great. That's how you get sick. That is immediately how you get sick. Yeah, probably. Um... Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode 48 of the TZR podcast. Uh... Like I said, all of our listeners know that you can uh, hear our podcast every week, Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all of that fun stuff. Uh, if you have any questions for the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at com, And check out com for all of our news and reviews and sweet videos on our TZR Video YouTube games. channel. Guys, thanks again. And You're welcome. We will see you on the next one. Peace. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>